0: Permission to attack, permission to shoot, waiting for confirmation, confirm now, a rising cyber. Welcome back to this new season of The Rising Cyber and to this episode, Corporate Cyber Espionage. So, espionage is the practice of spying to obtain information about the plans and activities especially of a foreign government or a competing company. Espionage in the cyberspace realm is a cyber attack where an unauthorized user acts sensitive proprietary or classified data for personal, political or economic gains. Probably the first case of industrial espionage with an insider threat goes back to the 18th century, when a British silk spinner made a great effort to get hired at an Italian manufacturing company. At night, working by candlelight, he made illicit drawings of the proprietary equipment the Italians used to spin silk on a large scale. He then returned to England and built the first successful continuous production unit in the world based on this stolen technology. The boundary between industrial espionage and activities of government intelligence agencies is becoming blurred. It's a problem which is extremely difficult to measure. Firms that perpetrate corporate espionage don't share their activities for obvious good reasons. And companies that are victim of such espionage activities don't wish to reveal most of the time for the negative impact on their stock value and making them liable for claims from their customers and regulating bodies. And in many cases, they aren't even aware that they have been targeted by such activities. Corporate or industrial espionage is spying and exfiltrating of key information that has economical values, such as details on a competitor new projects, a detailed list of clients, research and development data, or any information with potential economical value. While the rationale for corporate espionage is different of that of the military espionage, it often involves the same techniques, such as monitoring, copying of files and compromising members of the organization. Anecdotal evidence would suggest that The simplest form of espionage is simply an employee quitting or leaving with sensitive data. For example, a salesperson leaves to work for a competitor organization, taking with them a list of all important client contacts. That's why it is important to classify, encrypt and label your data with a clear and well-worded non-disclosure and non-compete agreement in place. Tangible objects aren't your only assets. Data is one of the most important, if not the most important asset any corporate has. This should be clearly cognizant, as we are in the information age after all. To determine the value of your data, you can use this formula. Value of information, equal cost to produce, plus value gained. VI equals C plus VG. If a company spends $10 million on research and development to develop a new process that will generate $100 million in revenues, then this R&D data is at least worth $110 million. Asset identification is a very important subject. And I will include the link for a complete resource created by CISA for asset identification, which will help you itemize assets in your organization. Few examples used here, starting from simple and basic to very complex and technical that I'll be listing now. Starting with Larry Ellison, Oracle CEO, often brags on how he used or used to hire private investigators to sift through Microsoft garbage in his attempt to harvest information. So to all Microsoft employees, keep these red bins handy. The same man who openly admit having profiles of personal data of more than 4 billion people through Oracle data brokerage entities. The second one, back in 2018, Jeff Bezos' phone was targeted where most of its data exfiltrated over a period of several months. The spyware used in this operation was Pegasus, made by the infamous Israeli NSO Group. A genuine thanks to MBS, you made so many people happy. Back in 2021, a Swedish court convicted Christian Dimotrivsky of stealing confidential information from truck manufacturer Scania and selling it to Romanian and Ukrainian criminal syndicates to be sold later to competitors. Same year, in 2021, Fiat Chrysler Automobiles accused General Motors of corporate espionage. Fiat accused GM of impersonation of former Fiat employees' emails. GM, in return, accused Fiat of engaging in bribery and other schemes this is a small sample of hundreds and thousands of corporate espionage cases it's a daily battle that major corporate and governments had to deal with and here what the head of asio australian security intelligence organization had to say when questioned at the australian parliament house
1: um, without repeating my full remarks in the united states um... I did say that the threat that we were there, so tech, so merging tech and innovation summit, the protection mm. thereof, um, the threat we were talking about um, was unprecedented, and therefore there was an unprecedented response through the five eyes heads of security services getting together. This is behaviour that I called out that goes well beyond traditional espionage. Mm. So yes, I've been on the public record about I don't name countries for espionage and foreign interference because actually there are. Multiple countries mm. that do that against Australia. This one is different because commercial espionage or intellectual property theft is beyond traditional espionage.
0: Mm.
1: And what are the consequences for Australia of this activity? Uh, businesses could be lost, loss of sovereign capability. And um, this is a judgment that was kind of arrived at collectively with your Five Eyes partners who are seeing the same thing in their jurisdictions? That's correct. And um, the form of the intellectual property theft is um, not just cyber but human intelligence and other means? That's correct. Um, is is it important in warning Australian industry to understand the nature of these risks that you identify China as, as being overwhelmingly and primarily responsible rather than just generically warning about the risks of intellectual property theft? Um, I think it's important to explain in the case where it's coming from the one country to explain that. Hmm.
0: Staying on the subject of cyber spies let's talk about espionage for hire or cyber spies for hire. These individuals are usually experienced investigators and sometimes even former intelligence agents they apply and use similar techniques as any government agency they primarily rely on social engineering techniques accompanied by spear phishing and watering hole campaigns and even using insider threats attacks the surveillance skill chain ttp tactic technique and procedures utilized by them is Reconnaissance, engagement, exploitation, for anyone who wants to look into these from the MITRE Enterprise skill Chain perspective. For example, the Israeli spyware firm Kandiru, co-founded by an NSO employee, were code-testing malicious tools on hundreds of Instagram accounts they created to validate their capabilities. Another Israeli surveillance for hire firm, Quadream, engaged in similar activities with focus on Android and iPhone devices. Firms such as NSO, Kandiru, CyberGlobes, CyTrox, WISP, and Quadream often market themselves as web intelligence services to enable collection, retention, analysis, and searchability in addition to obfuscating the ultimate beneficiaries of spyware services. They typically use fake accounts to search and view people's profile and other publicly available information. While spyware vendors often claim that their services and surveillance way are intended to focus on criminals and terrorists, it is evident These are false claims and that they, in fact, regularly targeted journalists, political opposition and human rights activists around the world. These companies are part of a sprawling industry that provides intrusive software and tools and surveillance services indiscriminately to any customers, regardless of who they target or the human rights abuses they might enable. One of the most notorious of them all is an Indian-based firm, Cyberroot. As part of their phishing campaigns, they spoofed domains of major email providers, video conferencing and file sharing tools, including Gmail, Zoom, Facebook, Dropbox and Yahoo. These domains were used for stealing login credentials to their victims' online accounts on these services. This group in particular had interest in law firms in Australia and gambling businesses in the UK. Cyberroot used a legit marketing tool called Branch to redirect targets to their phishing infrastructure platform so they can steal their credentials. Now we'll talk about all these activities and problems. We want to talk about the mitigation against corporate espionage and I'll make it very simple and basic as we always say there are no silver bullets here but ways to mitigate and improve your cyber security posture against these types of cyber attacks and in three words awareness encryption patching no firewall can protect your layer eight only cyber awareness and proper training and working with your staff to establish a true partnership is the best shield of defense encryption of your data at rest and in transit and only provide access on a need-to-know basis just in time and just enough access by applying the principle of least privilege patching all critical and high vulnerabilities on time if you can't patch on time don't make it public as simple as that while large enterprises and corporates have dedicated teams to counter intelligence and espionage activities the best method for you to use is by reducing your attack surface this is the best strategy you can implement to not only mitigate corporate espionage but to enhance your cyber security posture in general i will include the australian espionage act for your reference here as well. And that would be all for this first episode for this season. Thank you so much for listening as always. And have a wonderful day.
1: The Rising Cyber.
0: By Chetty